the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Vindicated again, squirrel, from the most unusual place. You see, I've known for a long time President Shortstairs is a dimwit in diapers, as I have been calling him since he reared his ugly Botox-injected head with dead man hair sewn to the top of it. I've been calling him moron, crazy, stupid, I don't know, since he was a senator. I've also been aware he's an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. But do you know who uh, Vincente Gigante is, Squirrel? Do you ever hear this guy? Vincent Gigante. His nickname was The Chin. And he was a thief, crook, and a gangster. Now, not 1% of a thief and a crook of a gangster of, of Joe Biden. He's also was responsible for deaths, tremendous amount, not... A tenth, not, not less than a tenth of what Joe Biden is responsible for. And to avoid prosecution, Squirrel, he'd walk around New York in a bathrobe. He'd stick an inhaler in his ear, put a cigar in the other ear. He'd take a shower with his clothes on, open an umbrella up, all to avoid prosecution. It didn't work. That's exactly how Joe Biden is avoiding prosecution. Because they know that Joe Biden is an asset of enemies foreign and domestic. And they, they have the evidence. A senator, two-bit senator, top-secret classified documents. We don't know how long he's been giving them to the Chinese communists or oligarchs in the former Soviet Union. We don't know. But the government knows he can't stand trial because he's not capable of standing trial. He's unfit to be tried. To our other breaking story, the release of special counsel Robert Hur's report on President Biden's handling of classified documents. No charges are being recommended. Let's get to David Spun. He's live for us at the Justice Department with the breaking information on this. David. Hey, Trace, you could call it a busy day in Washington, D.C. We got this report, 345 pages. And while there are no charges, it is still damning for not only President Biden, but his administration. I want to read some very important passages. First of all, let's put up the fact that uh, we have photographs that show Biden's garage, the president's garage at his Wilmington, Delaware home with boxes, tattered, ripped, torn boxes containing classified documents. Well, when the Chinese communists were going through it, they weren't going to straighten up afterwards. You think the Ukrainians cared? They didn't care either. You remember he told our Peter Ducey that he kept them in his garage. It's not like they were out on the street. Something along those lines. So we know that a lot of these documents had to do with Afghanistan and his uh, opposition to his boss, then President Obama's decision to send a troop surge to Afghanistan. Maybe that's why he paid off the Taliban. Lucky for us, they don't know how to fly planes. Biden was always against that, so he kept a lot of classified documents related to Afghanistan. I want to read this. It says... That's a crime. 
He was a, a mere vice president. And up until very recently, their biggest job was going to Holland, getting wooden shoes. As, quote, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Based on, They're not talking about a greeter at Walmart. They're not talking about a clerk at 7-Eleven. They're talking about the frickin' president. On our direct interactions with and observations of him, he's someone from whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. But he's exactly qualified to be the president now and run for the president in 10 months. In the meantime, it's getting harder and harder. But they're going to keep spinning more bull dung and more bull dung as our quality of life not only stagnates. This is way past stagnating. It's never been more chaotic, more dangerous. We are in World War III. There is nothing but propaganda on the left, on the right, all of it. In the meantime, they're, they're letting this idiot still pretend to be the president? This is directly from page six of the report. But as I noted with John and Sander just about eight minutes ago or so, uh, they're assuming that President Biden either wouldn't run in, you know, for another term or wouldn't win in November because this would not take another four years if he wins uh, to go to trial and get a conviction. So we see picture after picture of documents that are. Hold on, Squirrel. I just want to remind you, this isn't new. This is from the election year. He sold the election in 2020. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Look at him. He's what the chin dreamt of. He's like Master Blaster in Mad Max after they knocked the helmet off of him. He's a little baby. In his garage, some of the other key passages, it says there is no evidence that Mr. Biden shared classified information with any foreign person uh, in January 2017. After well, that, the- that, 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 let's just go back a little bit. Then explain the 27 million in his checking account. Then explain all of the money. I mean, you don't have to explain the mansions. After all, you all have them. Explain the actual cash that has been sent to his checking account, the traitor that he is. In the meantime, they're still going to continue to run this buffoon. It's absolutely astonishing to me that this still is going on. It is truly idiocracy. What do you say then to Americans who have that concern and they see three times in just a couple days the president getting the name of a leader wrong and referencing somebody who is deceased? So look, again, as you just stated in your question to me. She should go with the Sixth Sense defense. Did you ever see that movie, Squirrel? You never saw that movie? I see dead people. In your dreams? While you're awake? Did people like in graves and coffins? No, he sees them at conferences. He's negotiating contracts with them. I, I just laid out um, other other leaders in their community or elected officials who have done the same. Not that easy now. There isn't another leader anywhere 
except for maybe Boris Yeltsin, and that's because he was drunk and only when he was talking to Bill Clinton, and they both understood why he cheated on Hillary. And multiple times this week, the president in his public remarks uh, talked about having conversations in 2021 with European leaders who were deceased at that time. So can you give us an explanation into why the president was referring to those to those people in those conversations and what exactly happened there? So I know there's been a lot of focus on this. I want to just step back for a second and just kind of think really kind of top level of what the president was talking about. <laughs> top level. And, you know, apparently whatever he's got is contagious because none of them understand what their role is none of them understand what could be done and apparently they can't remember before he stole the most important office on the planet what else could the president do um given that Congress isn't going to do it. No, I understand the question. What I want to say more broadly, there's not a executive action that actually could have done or implemented in an effective way what that bipartisan agreement could have, right? That's oh, I'm sorry. I know you didn't get the job because you're smart. I know you got it because of your sexual proclivities and the pigmentation of your skin. However, do you not remember when things were good? I just signed two executive orders that will save thousands of lives, millions of jobs, and billions and billions of dollars. And you know how you know history has vindicated Donald Trump? Because after Joe Biden on day one undid all of these things, that's exactly what it cost us. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. Thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. Tens of thousands and thousands of jobs. These two orders are part of an immigration reform we outlined during the campaign. I want to emphasize that we will be working in partnership with our friends in Mexico to improve safety and economic opportunity on both sides of the border. I have deep admiration for the people of Mexico, and I greatly look forward to meeting again. Yeah, that's government speak for I bribed them to keep their the, the, the refuge on the other side of the wall. His signature slogan becoming one of his supporters' favorite phrases. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Now, Donald Trump's set to start. Immediate construction of a border wall. Today, the president signing executive orders to direct money to start construction of his border wall with Mexico. The wall. The wall. Everyone loves the wall. Making good, not just on that campaign promise, but on his pledge to crack down on sanctuary cities, places that don't prosecute immigrants for living there illegally. Now blocking almost all... By the way, how many cars were stolen this year so far, honey bunny? 465 in the city of Chicago. Once great city, now ghetto. That's 65 a day. Cars stolen. That's what happened after Joe Biden stole the office and you hired another moron Democrat because it's contagious. Believe me, this kind of stupidity. I think they're all basically unfit to stand trial. I mean, after all, it explains why AOC was never prosecuted for her campaign misappropriation of funds, doesn't it? We currently do not have the economic or social structural capacity to take care of our seniors. And we will increasingly not have that if we, quote unquote, lock up our border and shut down, shut down immigration. In fact, so you have to have open borders and illegal immigration and sanctuary cities because it's paying the seniors welfare. Well, that's not really true, because simultaneously with this bull dung being spewed on propaganda called news on every fracking station in mainstream media, there's another little tidbit that's going on that's going to keep this dimwit 
in the office because all you have to do to get his army motivated is give away more dough. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss a new proposal for $500 per child for everyone, guys. Now, it doesn't matter if you are receiving SSI, SSDI, VA, railroad, social security benefits. If you have Woo! a child, the government is proposing to give you $500 each year for that child. On top of it all. On top of the bill, the Republicans just passed 6500 a kid. You don't have to be a citizen or anything. Same thing with this $500. More money, more money, more money. And what will it result in? They'll vote for a pickle, an absolute pickle. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what. Perfectly normal. He's perfect. In Democrat standards, you know what he's qualified to do? Be the president. Among Democrats who have no standards, he's your guy. 312-642-5600. They're stupid. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. If it wasn't happening, you wouldn't believe it. If we would have told the story of today's reality 20 years ago, I don't think 5% of Americans would have believed the position we'd be in. I don't think they could have imagined the kind of chaos in foreign policy, unless, of course, you, you mentioned Joe Biden's name. Because for 50 years, well, this idiot was a plagiarist and a buffoon who was laughed off stage. He was always wrong. And then when you look deeper and you figure, how did this moron buy seven, eight million dollar mansions? Well, because he's an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. And now he's got the chin defense. He's unfit to stand trial. End of his vice presidency, Mr. Biden found classified documents at his Virginia home and returned them. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, uh, critical of him, no question, saying that he did willfully uh, take classified documents, uh, but did return them once he thought it was appropriate to return them. And over and over, as we see right there in those pictures, that's that box I'm talking about with the Afghanistan documents uh, in his garage. In and then the first thing he does in foreign policy is give the Taliban the whole fracking country, the mayhem, the tens of thousands of deaths that this idiot, this traitor and thief is directly responsible of. And we're still negotiating whether he's capable to run for office or be elected, he should be in prison. So it is not uh, uh, not uncommon. Look, as it relates to as it relates to what the American people feel or what the American people think, I want to be really careful because you did ask me that question in in a context of the election. So I can't really speak to. The I just like how there are millions of Democrats, self enriching, self aggrandized, pseudo intellectual fraud fascists, who are willing to pretend. That Joe Biden is capable of dressing himself, let alone being president, because the Department of Justice, his own, just said he's unfit to stand trial. Morons. He's a perfect Democrat. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, this whole administration should be uh, impeached. I'm looking at Daily Mail right now, trying to he's trying to back up his uh, Green Corps bed. All these files in his garage. This is ridiculous. Sloppy Joe. Not only that, he's a traitor. $24 million our Congress has exposed from enemies foreign have gone directly to his checking account. That is treason. But he won't be charged because he's stupid. Uh, George in Naperville. 
Yeah, Biden's got a lot of handlers and buffers to get him to the finish line. I hope he doesn't finish off the country by the time he gets there. I think he already has. I mean, uh, if you heard, <laughs> did you hear my orchestra today, Squirrel? Did you hear him? You know, I guess there's some sporting event on Sunday. People are nervous about uh, terrorism, you know, because we've got eh, about 14 million illegal aliens. And we know that we've got some from all over the world that hate us. So they're worried about one of those suitcase nukes at the Super Bowl. Well, Mayorkas wants to tell you, good news, it appears Taylor Swift is going to be there, so we're going to tighten security. Do you hear him? Have you seen any additional threats, any credible threats that are related to Taylor Swift? Um, uh... <laughs> this is our government. This is the government. And apparently they're Taylor Swift fans. We have, we have not. I would uh, defer also to my partners across the law enforcement spectrum. But I have to say that we uh, are extraordinarily vigilant when we bring 65,000 people together in a stadium, when we have 330,000 people visiting a city for a major sporting event, and when we have millions of people around the world watching it. Our priority is the safety and security of everyone in attendance, and that is what we are focused upon and when there's an additional celebrity who will bring more attention we are already that's good news because if taylor swift wasn't going you'd probably be very unsafe you have to be an absolute moron to be a democrat i, I don't vote for 80 percent of republicans because i know that they're in on this fraud but the idea that we're playing party politics this entire government needs an enema bob chesterton indiana all right, say tonight we get attacked by a nuclear power, say like a North Korea. Who gets the phone call? Joe or, or Barack? Oh, it's Barack. This man has got to resign tonight. He can't well, hang around past midnight. If you really think about it, though, Bob, it sets the table perfectly. I don't even think they should wait till tomorrow before they put Gavin Newsom in, because that's who's going to be the next president. Believe me, they're not going to run this moron. This is all just dressing. And it's working exactly according to plan. Pat in Lockport. Hello, Sean. I am so PO'd over this, I could lose my cotton picking mind. That damn lion sack of crap should be ridden out on a rail minute one, and he can take his hairy legs and his crackhead lion son with him. Pat, I, I have just so nominated you to write his eulogy, and in the meantime, you're going to do it while wearing one of my shirts. Phone call of the day so far. Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. And man, I'm really glad you uh, got covering this uh, stuff. But let me, the Gigante defense? Oh, I've been familiar with this for years. A lot of guys drool on themselves so they don't go to jail. Go ahead. Look at the context of this thing. Over, over decades, decades, hundreds of thousands of our American warriors giving up, sacrificing their lives and their limbs to take and protect the homeland, to make us secure and safe here. And this Biden and his pirates have just took erased all of it in less than four years. Do, do you, you know think, what propaganda think, is? Do you know what propaganda is, Craig? Propaganda is the kind of stuff that you saw with uh, Charlie Wilson's war, where the Americans built the Taliban, where the Americans funded the terrorists. All right. Joe Biden was neck deep in that. So what are these documents? How far do they go back? You think they just went back just until he was vice president? We don't know. Because we can't get the information. And now they have the perfect defense. Well, he's stupid. He took them home by accident. He forgot where they were. We can't ask him any questions because he forgets things. 
Wilmington, Delaware. And, and this all comes at the same time uh, the former president is facing trial in Florida for taking classified documents. But legal analysts, and I'm not a legal analyst, will say that uh, it may be a little bit different because he's the president. You moron. You don't have to be a legal analyst, because if you get a legal analyst that's a Democrat, they'll do what they all do. They'll lie because they've been covering up for this idiot for at least 30 years. Traitor. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I've always known Joe Biden never won. Joe Biden couldn't win. 81 million people did not vote for Joe Biden. That's why you shouldn't be touting the mantra that I've heard all day. Oh, it'll be a blowout. No, it won't. Are you forgetting who you're dealing with? We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And I'll tell you what, I think they could get Manson elected. Doesn't matter what name is there. The, the position, the schematic for stealing the next election presidential in perpetuity is there. I mean, don't you remember? They shut down the count. Well, here he is. And now when you get caught, it's absolutely beautiful. I wonder if Fauci will have the same defense. If it may have been a lab, may have been nature, we're supposed to look forward, then why did Dr. Fauci work so hard for just one of those theories? What do you say to that? I almost have to laugh at that, Neil. I mean, that's totally bizarre. First of all, I wasn't leaning totally strongly one way or the other. I wasn't leaning totally strongly one way or the other. Flashback. What I do feel strongly about is that this was a spillover from an animal species to a human. Strongly suggesting that, in fact, it was a natural occurrence. Very strongly. Strongly indicating that it was a natural spillover. Strongly points to this being a natural occurrence. much more strongly pretty strong towards a natural occurrence very very strongly strongly favors a natural occurrence i wasn't leaning totally strongly one way or the other it's very very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated they're immune to the truth cheating is the norm lying stealing in fact there's an investment group out there that their whole Their whole ideology of how to invest is just track what the Congress and the Senate does. Because they constantly inside trade and front run. I mean, it's open. It's notorious. The American government is corrupted. Simple. End of story. Alan, Central Illinois. Hey, hello, Sean. God bless you. And I don't care what the Democrats think. They can kiss my butt. God bless you. I feel the same way. But, uh, But I'm here to tell you, Sean... You're talking most of the Americans, except those 81 million, are a bunch of idiots. They will continue to vote for these corrupt pieces of crap in Congress. It's both Republican and Democrat. We can yell and scream all we want to, but I'm here to tell you, it's not going to change. And I and, and God bless Donald Trump, but I don't see how he's going to get in because they're going to screw us over again. Yes. He won in 2000, and we're going to get screwed again in 2024. You're right, Alan. You're right. And what's happening, though, which is nice, and, and where to seek solace, is that there are numerous states that completely understand that. We're up to 27 now. 
that are siding with Abbott. That has the makings of exactly what we need. You need this to stop because they're going full steam ahead. They understand they have all the power there is, and they're pretty much immune to reality. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. President. So, Mr. President. Now, where does his one daughter work? Oh, Facebook. Where does the other one work? Google. Oh, okay. How'd they get the job? It's a very good thing that the Senate has just voted to proceed to the National Security Supplemental. This is a good first step. This bill is essential for our national security, for the security of our friends in Ukraine. They're not our friends. They've been robbing us since the time the Soviet Union collapsed. They are not our friends. And why is it that nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to mention the fact that we have just found recently a billion dollars. One billion dollars cannot be found. Sing on a story from the United States of America, the U.S.'s Defense Department. Oh, yeah, I couldn't get the story here in America because in America, they want you to pretend it's not cash, that it's some sort of weapons we've been sending. Well, that's troubling, too, because odds are that's being used against our own boys and girls that are now in the Middle East and whatnot. But it's really about the money. You see, it's not just weapons. It's also the cash. It has revealed that the U.S. is facing challenges in tracking over $1 billion in military aid to Ukraine. Well, according to the Pentagon's watchdog, there is a 59% shortfall in the monitoring of $1.7 billion worth of defense gear. A Pentagon watchdog report claims that the shortfall is due to misuse or theft. Earlier... Misuse or theft. That's what Seymour Hersh told us eight months ago, that Zelensky and his upper echelon were directly responsible for stealing $400 million. You all know this. I've played it I don't even know how many times. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hersh. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. Here's part of his team. Part of his team was that moron, low-life wife that was caught with what? Was it 30 million? Was it 28? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling 28 million dollars and 1.3 million euros in cash. And the politicians never let this stop them. Never. And in fact, your media helped all of it because they never wanted to discuss the actual issues. They wanted to prevent you from it. And that's what you're seeing to this day. They want to prevent you from understanding exactly what's happening on there, the same way they want to prevent you from understanding Joe Biden gave the Taliban a fracking country. Do you understand that? It doesn't matter because he's unfit to stand trial. In the meantime, the information is for you to have and for you to decipher, not for you to be propagandized or frozen from information. That's why today is a fantastic day for us. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead. 
an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances. And who, who is against the information getting out? Well, you know that she's a crook, has been a crook. You also know she was the liaison to sell nuclear material to Vladimir Putin. And now she's out to tell you don't listen to Vladimir Putin. Tucker Carlson is in Moscow right now interviewing Vladimir Putin. Right. The first American, I'll say, journalist uh, to interview Putin since the war in Ukraine mm-hmm. began. What does that tell you? He's more of a journalist than Alex Wagner who's a talking mannequin who's too ugly to get a soap opera, but just pretty enough to be on MSNBC. (laughs) About Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin. Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually... Why did he vote for you? Did he ever support you? Because who's a useful idiot is anybody that supported you. Because not only is your best excuse you're just stupid when it comes to explaining Benghazi or any of the other scandals or the 33,000 emails or you wipe the server, but anybody that would even utter your name other than to make fun of your big fat ass is a useful idiot. You read translations of what's being said on Russian media. They make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow is, after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States... Just one. Just one. And the reason he got fired is because Chuck Schumer, the Democrats, and 50% of the Republicans wanted him fired. Or they were going to, what, extort the license of Fox News and the rest of it. That's how you run this scam, isn't it, fatso? The only woman in America that every American knows exactly why your husband cheated on you. We still don't know why he was sleeping with kids on Epstein Island, though. He, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a... How much money did the Clinton Foundation get since Joe Biden's been in office? Because they didn't get anything for three years, right? But Tucker Carlson's on the take. Not you, though, huh, Chubby? Useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about you. Anybody that takes your explanation for your mishaps and the murder you've caused of our American soldiers. That's the useful idiot, dummy. And I don't know anybody dumb enough to vote for your fat ass. 312-642-5600. More than 300 American Airlines workers here in... <laughs> This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine, according to the U.S. government. What did Fauci have to say about that? You know, because if we get too if we get too loud and Trump gets into an undeniable lead, then we're just release another virus. That'll keep us quiet. Glenn and Oakbrook. Yeah. Hey, Sean. So. We basically have the three uh, functions of government, executive, legislative, judicial, not working, completely incompetent. Yes. What happens next? Does the military do something, or how far does this go? I don't know. I I think it's going to be fun. I think the 27 states will work to nullify the federal government through convention of the states. 
I think you're seeing something that we didn't think was possible with the, uh, exactly what's going on with the border and the open, notorious corruption of our government. It's openly, it is notorious, and it is thoroughly corrupted. Thoroughly. So yep. when the people lose yep. faith in it, right, there are, there, it depends on what state you're in. See, the saddest part about this is the vast majority of the people I love uh, and know are trapped in a ghetto that wasn't always that way. So th- that's who it's going to really be terrible for. And that's why I try to convey there are options out there. Because when you're in a state that's run by good people for good people, you're not being persecuted the way you are in Illinois. Because that's, you know, that's the other thing. And it's not just, it's wherever the Democrats are. And that's why, to me, I don't want a civil war or any violence. Why can't we just say, look, you're obviously corrupted. Look at you. Look at you. How obvious does it have to get? You now have the sitting president whose own Department of Justice said he's unfit to stand trial. We cannot bring him before a jury because he's not capable of testifying. Think about that. Yeah. And they're still running him. And, and the other thing is he has the nuclear code. And he's he doesn't. Brother, don't make yourself. Believe me. He's not, he has no idea. He can't remember what phone number he had. You think he's got a code? He has nothing. He's walking around in a circle right now, drooling on himself, waiting for a Secret Service agent to throw him on a changing table. I appreciate the old uh, nostalgia, but the government doesn't work like that. The CIA's got the number, and they're probably willing to use it at any moment. Tony and Bartlett. Sean, there's two major things that get overlooked intentionally by the media when they're talking about the border. One is they never talk about, well, what's, what's in it for us as American citizens what, what benefit are we getting from this? And the other thing is, they don't realize 100% of all the crimes committed by illegal aliens are preventable. Of course they are. That's a beautiful point, and it's something that is unarguable, yet you're going to find these frauds to argue with you. And, you know, a lot of our problems can be solved instantaneously if you have the will to solve them. The question is... Does anybody in government have the will to solve them? And the answer is no. And the greatest threat to them was somebody who never was in government. See, Tony, you, myself, the thousands of people listening live, the, whatever it is, we could solve virtually every one of these because we have outside eyes. We're not corrupted, brought up through the Rube Goldberg system of kickbacks and payoffs and money laundering and front running. We earn our money by going to work and thinking about how to solve problems. Government earn their money by pretending that they care while they create problems. It's a completely different duopoly happening in Washington, D.C., which is why they all eat lunch together. They all hang around together. They're not really adversaries. Not at all. We're the adversaries. Guys like me and you and Donald Trump because he wanted to solve the problems, which is why he'll he'll never be allowed to sit in that office again. I hope think you're about, wrong. Think about what you know about <laughs> Hillary Clinton. And I'm dead serious because you've obviously been around a while. Think about every scandal prior to Bill, prior to all of it, Whitewater alone, Mena, Arkansas. These are huge scandals. Rape allegations, payoffs, intimidations, Seth Rich. Think of it all. And what did she, has she ever faced any kind of even questioning? Anything. These people literally with, get away. They Biden. literally get away Biden's with murder. Been in government for fifty years, nobody went back and looked at his history. How stupid he was for fifty years. Because you and I remember the '80s when he was laughed off stage. All you yeah. had to do is wait for society to get stupid enough 
to elect Democrats like uh, Brandon Johnson, Lori Lightfoot, and pick a Chicago one. Thank you very much. Tim in Hoopston. Hey, good evening. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Can you hear thanks me okay? Me. Yep. Okay. Hey, there was uh, I talked to Honey Bunny. I wanted to run past you. I think there's happening. Oh, the NSA is blocking your signal. We will effort oh. to we will effort to uh, resolve that. Rich in Anyhead Park. Hope you're not borrowing hey, Tim's phone. How are you doing tonight? Good. Good. What I wanted to say is everything I was going to ask you already basically covered about these uh, these classified documents. Okay. So I just want to say again, uh, I'm whatever I'm pants. seeing out there, you're already seeing it. So uh, there's really not much more I can add. All you got to do, Rich, is do this. Do you think right. it'll be? Do you think it'll be tomorrow, Friday, or next Friday before uh, any Tusum Newsom name appears on the ballot for president? That's exactly what's going to happen, boys and girls. It's perfect. Right on schedule. Oh, gee, you Democrats are way ahead of me. You know what a Democrat is? They're so far behind, they think they're in the lead. Did you ever know one? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. How does a communist totalitarian hellhole who's killed 70 million of its own people go from making Mickey Mouse watches that can't keep time to the second largest economy in the world? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just an illusion, lipstick on a pig of communism. Maybe it's a money laundering scheme. My next guest has been studying this for decades. Comes from a mill town outside of Massachusetts, so he understands the devastation that corrupt foreign policy can do to American towns. He is Kenneth Raposa. He is now uh, an analyst for the Coalition for a Prosperous America after being a foreign correspondent with the Wall Street Journal and Forbes. Kenneth, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You know, it's interesting because here in, uh, well, I'm not there, but in Illinois, Pritzker, who never worked a day in his life, has this big deal where... We find out the American people, Illinoisans particularly, are going to subsidize Goshen, a Chinese communist company, so we can pretend that we make electronic batteries that are anything more than a golf cart with windows. The reality is, as I look at the Chinese economy, that's how it all seems to me. It seems to me like countries, specifically America, are subsidizing a failed communist economy. Am I wrong? Well, I can tell you this, under the Inflation Reduction Act, which Goshen will definitely get tax benefits once they stop producing batteries for car companies in the United States, whoever they may be, maybe Ford, I'm not sure who their partner is going to be, um, they will receive the subsidies they get from the Chinese government in their home country, and they will receive a tax break, an indirect subsidy from the United States when they produce here. So China is is a genius, an evil genius when it comes to the renewable energy space, which they dominate. They dominate the solar supply chain. They're going to take over the Europeans' wind market. The United States has no wind market to speak of. We don't make windmills here. You know, we 
import yeah. them from European companies, uh, and they run the roost on when it comes to Chinese when it comes to EVs. They're the number one EV producer in the world simply because they're the number one auto market in the world. And in terms of batteries that are needed to power those EVs, they're the number one battery producer in the in the world as well. Why is it that um, the other party? goes along with it. You know, being from Chicago, you see the 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 collaboration between the Democrat, as I call them, the short in the pants mafia, and the Chinese communist government. It's been going on for decades. The dailies were big into it. And the Chinese would come in and we would pretend that they had money and they would buy buildings all the time funded by American banks and the rest of it. Why is it Republicans are afraid to bring this up or discuss it on the level of what it is? It's it seems to be a very transparent fraudulent scheme to me well in terms of the the democrats and and chinese party uh, why aren't the republicans railing against this and demanding we take away this favored nation status because if you look at the legality of how this all happens it happens under that umbrella of corruption favored nation status where they're really immune to our regulations and laws Right. Okay. Well, I have good news for you and your listeners. <laughs> so there is there is movement on Capitol Hill to remove China from that most favored nation status. Okay. There is moves on that. That is actually led by, I believe, the House Select Committee on, on the CCP, which is Republican-led, by the way. But there is also a Democrat ranking member, as there is at all committees. And he's also, I believe he's all for it as well. So as far as the Democrats go, let me tell you what, why they love why they love China in, in in the you know in the frame of the renewable energy biz, right? Okay. So it's all climate change. You know how the Democrat, the liberal, the, the neolib, whether he lives in Brussels or or Washington D.C. and New York City, a Sella Carter area, right? They right. love they're they're all hyped up on climate change, and so to them, they have to go to a post-fossil fuel economy. They are post-fossil fuel energy grid. They're building a post-fossil fuel automotive uh, industry and transportation uh, industry, okay? That's what they're doing in, in the West, led, led by Europe, I would say, and the United States in, in a, a close second. So to them, who can do that the best and affor- most affordable and fastest in their mind? It's, it's Asia or China, labor. more broadly. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have you have laws on the books about that stuff, and even with the laws with the Uyghur forced labor law, a lot of these things are really hard to prove. You know, and if we're going to say, for example, the United States might say, well, we don't want this solar product because we know that there's some forced labor and prison labor somewhere in the supply chain, but does will the Europeans go along with that? You know, so it's, yeah. it's very tricky. It's very, it's very tricky. And and for the Europeans and the, and some degree the Americans, or most of the Europeans, they're, they're worse in this regard. Everything is about the climate. So if you're like the, the typical you know liberal internationalist in the in the West, you're building the post fossil fuel economy. Who's going to build it? Because there's a lot of dirty mining materials that go into these EV batteries, if, and even the polysilicon that goes into making solar. Who's going to build that? <laughs> they're going to put yeah. a mine somewhere a few hundred miles out of Paris? No, they're not going to do that. So they want them in China. But you know, I, I, I'm in the I'm in the real estate business, and before I was in the radio, before I started to do my own show, you would always hear about China and their real estate game and these big companies, and they would own real estate all over America and Europe and the rest of it. And in their own country, they would seem and appear to be having these massive, massive developments. Well, it turns out that for the last year and a half, it's been a real scandal, and it's in real trouble. How do they operate these these schemes, and do they get the Chinese people 
who are still somehow cozy with communism to participate and then lose their money. That's how it looks to me, because you, you're talking about many, many towns that have been popped up, but nobody lives in them, right? Well, I, I've seen I've seen it with my own eyes. Uh, you know, you're talking about Evergrande is who you're talking yes. about, who just filed yes. for bankruptcy. And there's a lot of American bond funds who have Evergrande bonds and they'll probably be left holding the bag. But you got to remember, too, when it comes to the Chinese property market, this is a, a country that's grown rich over the last 20, 30 years. China is definitely, in, in terms of the cities, right, they're more opulent than Brazil, certainly more opulent than India and wealthier on average. The average Chinese is wealthier than, than India by far. Okay. And, and these people are not really allowed to say, well, I'm going to go invest in Apple stocks. You know, they, they can't. So what do they do? They, well, they, they buy, they buy houses. And so the real estate industry in, in China has really been built on saying, we're going to build a savings account. Not only that, the government has been trying to move people out of these, out of these rural areas, right. To move them into the cities. And so they've been and, and new cities they've been building or, or outskirts of cities. So they've been trying to corral everybody into one little area. And that's where a lot of these new cities were built up under the idea that in the near future, you know, and yeah. keep in mind, too, China's goal, the Chinese Communist Party's goal, really. This is one thing that a lot of people, I think, don't don't uh, account for is a full labor, full, full employment economy. That's what they want. And if yeah. that means we have to build the bridge to nowhere, we have to make. 100 EV cars per day and, you know, sell one or no or none. It doesn't matter. We'll just we'll just burn it. We'll throw them in the warehouse somewhere. It's relevant. So that's that's from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. This is the Democrat trip and trick in Chicago. Look busy and accomplish nothing. That's exactly what this is. And, you know, it's interesting because I've been following you for a long time now. You're not just an expert in China. You've traveled all around. Uh, 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 focusing on foreign nations and their economy. In fact, you've also been to Russia, is that right? Many times, like uh, 10 times, maybe 11 times. Moscow. So I remember at the fall of the Soviet Union, I remember when George Bush looked into Putin's eyes and saw his soul. Yes. Right? Okay. And and I remember the the big push to have American investors and American citizens invest in Russia. And, and millions did. Millions did. Hedge funds did. And you know what gets lost in what we're seeing here in this conflict between Ukraine and Russia, which has gone on for a thousand years before America was founded? But one of the things that f- fascinates me is the governments seized all of that money. So when I, when I talk to you, what about these, these funds that had 401k retirement funds? What about these individual investors that put 30% of their investments in Russian oil or Russian gold or diamonds or whatever, because they're a very rich country. What happens to the American people that had their money basically seized, not by Russians, but by American policy? What happens now? Well, if you're talking about an investor who had Russian stocks, Right. If you, are yeah. you talking about that? They well, let's see. So there's one Russian fund. I remember it closely. It was called the Vanek Russia Fund, and the Vanek Russia Fund, which ran out of New York, New York City, when that fund was had to be closed because of sanctions. Let's say you and I had a measly thousand dollars in that fund, right? Yeah. And it was priced at fifty dollars a, uh, a share, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then by the time they, they Vanek would have wrote to you and said, "Hey, Sean and everyone else, you, we we're going to close this thing, and here's the price." It's it's ten dollars, and that's it. Oh, and that's it. So you, lost. you get ten dollars a share. That's how it'd be. And it's the same thing with China. You know, we're looking at a situation now where 
Americans have a lot of money invested in China. I, I too, I hate to say it, had money, have money in the Crane Shares China Healthcare Fund. The ticker symbol is Cure. I've yes. lost thousands of dollars in that. So, you know, people are losing money left and right in China. So a lot of people are pulling their cash out because of the geopolitical situation. And China really shot itself in the foot also with COVID. Remember, there's zero COVID policy. A lot of people are changing their yeah. views on China, on Wall Street. Kenneth, I ask you this question because it was just yesterday. I call her Manhands, but other people call her Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen advocated that American hedge funds, American people, and American policy should be investing in China. I've never seen anything like it. And I couldn't believe that at this tumultuous time in our foreign policy throughout the world that the secretary would, would, uh, the secretary of the treasury or what is she, Commerce Secretary? I can't remember. But her, Janet is Secretary of Treasury, Treasury Secretary. Yeah, yes. Treasury Secretary. She's the Treasury Secretary. And she would advocate that Americans invest in the Chinese Communist Party after following government lead to invest in Russia after the fall of the Soviet Union. And you're talking tens of millions of Americans have lost their money. Why should, why should she be giving this advice from her position? It doesn't make any sense to me. Actually, I got to tell you, I'm surprised to say that she said that. I, I, um, I wish I would have heard that because I, I mean, even the where I work at the Coalition for Prosperous America, I think our, I think our guys would have had a had a field day on that. Why would she say that? Well, the only thing I can think of is remember, Treasury is in bed with the big Wall Street firms, right? Treasury yes. is an open door to BlackRock and Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan, and these guys have very tight relationships with China, not because they just invest in China, because BlackRock invests in anything with a ticker symbol. It, it could be exactly. in Kazakhstan. Stand if it's got a ticker symbol, they'll buy. You know that used to yes. work on the in the market, right? Yes, yes. So, but if you're someone like Goldman and, and J.P. Morgan, those guys have a new for the first time. They have a new standalone investment firms in 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 these countries that they've been trying to get into for years since China joined the WTO. So. To have the Treasury Secretary say nice things, hey, you should put your money in China. It's it's uh, it's seen in, in in Beijing as that is a that is a good thing. That is the Wall Street view. That is the Goldman view. And so yes. that's that's a sigh of relief that you could give Beijing. That's the only thing that I could think of as her saying that, other than her just trying to be really rational and practical about it all, and not thinking of politically, and just saying I'm just she's being like uh, the Bridgewater guy, Ray Dalio. I'm just I'm just here to think about money. I'm make I'm talking about money. There's good ways to make money in China, and if you can find them, then you should invest. And I think it's as simple as that. Otherwise, I don't know uh, what she would be thinking and what was the context in which she said that you should be th- invested yes. in China, because right now there's a lot of people on Capitol um, Hill to avoid, avoid that. I want you to hear it. I got it for you. Why do we want to, in- is there a national purpose in encouraging Americans to invest in Chinese equities that you're aware of? Because I'm not. Well, I mean, in general, I think our, the view has been that both inward and outward investment are economically beneficial. It, there's certainly I'll, I'll, I'll want to move cases, on to another issue. But it, encouraging the building of the Chinese economy is not thought by most members of Congress to be a good use of, now, of Kenneth, federal. I know you were distracted by her feminine, demure voice. However, <laughs> the, re- however the reality is, I, I, from that position... You know, I, 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 for a short time, I was a, a, an investment advisor, registered investment advisor. And the restrictions on what professional people in the finance world can say would have gotten somebody in trouble for that. Here she is advocating this to our Congress. So, you know, she's doing that 
with the relationship with all those funds you just mentioned from BlackRock to Blackstone to all of them. And this is something that I think we have, we are set up for a major financial crisis because we don't really know how many billions, hundreds of billions there are invested that we back, do we? Uh, I don't think we know uh, overall, right? But we might know on things like in the public market. So you, it wouldn't be hard to say, let me take 10 funds that are strictly China funds. Right? There are some companies, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, like Crane Shares out in New York, which partners with a, a Chinese bank. I can't think of which one it is. Um, they, they, you would easily know. I could tell you that in, in, yeah. a, in a few hours online. How much, what's their market cap? How many China? How much money they got in, invested in China? It's easy, right? There's another one in San Francisco called Matthews Asia. They pretty much have um, mostly China-centric funds Asia, but they have some sole China funds. You can say, okay, here's, here's one of their funds. They got a billion. So you can sort of do the math in that. It'd be tougher to do BlackRock and Vanguard because, again, they have so many funds that you would have to pick all the Chinese stocks out of their international funds and their global dividend funds. It would just take you forever to figure that that part out. But she was very, she even, I got to say, even when she said what she said, you notice how she didn't say China. She just said, well, it's very important to have the inbound and the outbound investment yeah. and the capital flow. So, but in her mind, I would say, in her mind, she's thinking, I'm speaking for the positive of unrelenting capital flow of not restricting the flow of capital. That might've been what that whole hearing was about. I'm not sure what that yeah. hearing was about, but that yeah. I think might be what she was thinking. And also do not say anything that where the phone's going to ring from Goldman yeah. Yeah, and Jamie right. Dimon. And hey, I wish she didn't say that. How much money when you see what's going on in Ukraine and you see Penny Pritzker, the, the Chicago riddled, ex-commerce secretary already tapped to rebuild Ukraine. And you realize that Samantha Powers was all excited about uh, DIAA, the new system that allowed the American people to pay the infrastructure in Ukraine. And you see this endless flow of money. And yet three weeks ago or two and a half weeks ago, they say we can't track a billion dollars that we pump through this system. I mean, what do you predict the American people will go will be on the hook for by the time this is all over? It's going to be far more than the two hundred and forty billion committed, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it is going to be. And I, I don't know how much we will be able to calculate in terms of being an accountant, how much the Americans would be on the hook for that, because so much of that is probably just dark money. And who, yeah. who knows how, how that works? And some of it even comes back here in the form of we're going to hire Raytheon to build some, uh, you know, yeah. whatever, ammo, whatever. Right. So that's, that it comes back here, too. Right. But I think that what's happening in the culture, let's look at the popular culture. Right. So you had Stephen A. Smith, who I'm sure your listeners know Stephen A. Smith is. Right. He's yeah. a he's a sports commentator, very famous sports commentator. Yes. Right? And he was saying the other day how it's atrocious that we're giving all this money to Ukraine. And I'm all for helping Ukraine. He said, you right. Yeah. Uh, he's a card carrying member of the Democrat. Can't go back. Can't go against that narrative of you got to help Ukraine or you'd be a mean person. Love Putin. And so he said 60 billion in this new bill that didn't pass, but because standalone bill now, we're still trying to get it done. Yeah. I can't believe it. We got guys who were living on the streets. We got this. We got that problem. You got people who can't afford housing, single moms. Yada, yada. Yeah. So you're getting him, to, even him to say, you're getting more people within the culture, more of the influencers in the culture saying, wait a minute now. So it's very hard for a guy like Pritzker and uh, I forgot who you mentioned, Susan. I can't think of her name, but the Obama appointee there from years ago. Penny yeah, it was just, yeah. just, yeah, 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 just talking up, talking up Ukraine. I, I don't think it's a, it's a poll winner, right? People just aren't interested in it. 
Did you see the defense secretary drive the uh, Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow, which is my backup plan if all things fail on the radio. I'm going to move to Kiev and sell Rolls-Royces. I think they're going far more than they are in Beverly Hills. In, in hey, fun fact. Yes. Fun fact, I sat in a Rolls-Royce in Moscow at the Hotel Ukraine in Moscow, my favorite hotel, beautiful hotel. And you sit, if you, you probably never sat in one, I, I, I would assume. Most people probably haven't. Uh, it was the first and last time I ever sat in one. And, you, and they shut the door on you. And it's like, it's like being in an airplane. It's like the air, the compression. So, it's just silence. Come on, it's it's, uh, I worked at the Merck in the, in the late 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. I've been in right, a Rolls well, Royce well, with a, three strippers. Well, a Ferrari. I thought, yeah. I thought that was more of a Ferrari crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were high class. In the meantime, Kenneth Raposa, we always read you. Thank you very much for making yourself available, and thank you very much for putting up the fight and educating people on exactly the kind of skullduggery that can take place if we're not watching. He is Kenneth Raposo. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amian. Thank thank Appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Before I get to uh, some of the clips, Walt has some breaking news that I saw... This morning, but didn't get to yet, but I'm going to let Walt break it. Walt, Northwest Indiana. Yes, Sean. Uh, in today's Chicago Sun-Times, there was a big piece that uh, the Pritzker Library and Military Museum is going to be, which is located in downtown Chicago on Michigan Avenue, uh, almost right across the street from the Art Institute. They're moving to Wisconsin, and it's interesting. <laughs> the explanation was that they, this is a plan made three years ago. Well, what happened three years ago? That was a Black Lives Matter insurrection. Three waves of violence uh, during the summer of uh, 2020. How about yeah. that? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a shame. And you know what's funny, Walt? Uh, I, I was talking to somebody today who's not real familiar with Chicago, but years ago had visited the Mag Mile, and he's like, you know, it was so beautiful, and I just keep reading story after story. And I don't think people understand just how decimated the Loop and the Mag Mile are. It's unbelievable. It truly is. It's an example of why people should never vote for a Democrat. But the one thing we've learned is they're not too smart. Walt, thank you very much. And the irony of the Pritzker Museum, which, Squirrel, I went to it. It's got to be 15, maybe more, 15 years ago. It was absolutely, really, it was something to see. Well, you know, they were trying not to pay taxes on a lot of money, so they made it very opulent, which I think it's going to be wonderful now for the new Communist Party headquarters. I think that's what, I think Mayor Johnson should move uh his re-election campaign headquarters right into the old Pritzker library. In the meantime, I found a clip that uh, I think that we're going to start another riot, although this one went sideways. This guy come on the sidewalk. I'm on the sidewalk. I'm, I'm not going nowhere. I'm, you I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying on the sidewalk. Hey, grab him. I'm staying Pop. on grab the sidewalk. I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying Pop. on this. No. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Okay. Remember the I can't breathe? George Floyd all hopped up on drugs. Well, this kid, he saw that too, and he figures I might as well get a suit. But his plan was foiled, Squirrel, in uh, an unusual way. Get out of water, 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 water. Stop. Water. Sit up. Sit up. Bring your feet. Hold me. Ow. Ow. There's nothing in my pockets, I swear to God. Ow, my arm, my arm, my arm. Ow. He's got, a, I think he's got a zero in his pants. Don't grab it. I won't. Do not. Hey, I got it. Stop, stop. Ow. Get 
Back up. Back up. Back up. Hey, I just pulled this out of his ass, okay? Yes, so get back. It's a 38. He had it in his cheek, squirrel. It's called a zero. We just learned that. And uh, his mom shows up. Mom, I did not have that on me. Mom, I did not have it on me. He just took it out of his cheeks. The dreaded booty gig. No. Ma'am, step back. He did, this just came out of his pants, okay? So step back. You do not. That's my Match up or you'll get cuffed too. That's my gun. He took his mother's 38 and put it in his cheeks. In the meantime, you know how it all happened, Squirrel? Traffic stop. And I think in Illinois, you can't do traffic stops, right? Aren't we getting rid of traffic stops? That should work. That should turn out exactly as planned, where you can't do traffic stops. I'll tell you the good old days when you could go to prison. Here's a story to give you some hope, though. Sadly, it's in Indiana, just a little bit south of Illinois. But they still put people away uh, for life as opposed to letting him out on the street. And when you hear this story, imagine it happened in Cook County, and what are the odds he stays in jail for seven hours in Cook County? It's been nearly nine years of grieving for two Northwest Indiana families. Today, the man convicted for ordering the attack that killed their loved ones is sentenced to life. It will not bring her back, but at least she will have justice, and hopefully this cannot happen to another innocent child. I just stand here on behalf of our family and his children. And just Gangbanger scumbag orders the hit of her boyfriend. She gets shot. They went after. They found not just the shooter, but the guy who ordered it. And the head of the gang is just sentenced to life in prison. That's in Indiana. In Illinois, in Chicago, they're turned back out on the streets. That's why when you hear this story of the repeat shooter, the guy who's on the ankle bracelet, no. You are in a Democrat-controlled area, and understand that is exactly the plan. And the, why wouldn't it be? After all, when you catch the Democrats, all kinds of malfeasance, misappropriation of funds, or downright treason, they get away with it. The special counsel released their findings today about their look into my handling of classified documents. I was pleased to see they reached the conclusion I believed and knew all along they would. That there are no... <laughs> That you're unfit to stand trial to chin? Charges should be brought in this case. Bottom line is the special counsel in my case decided against moving forward with any charges. This matter is now closed. Uh, but I think there is also a potentially uh, very damaging political headline that we really need to take a beat uh, to talk about uh, as well. And that is simply put uh, that the president is an elderly man with a bad memory. There is a detailed explanation here for why the special counsel's office decided not to bring criminal charges uh, against the president. And at various junctures, the report uh, mentions the president's memory and memory issues being a factor. For example, it says uh, the president's memory was significantly limited both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter that Evan was talking about uh, in 2017 and in his interview with our office in 2023. Uh, it also makes a reference at another point in the report, Mr. Biden's uh, limited precision and recall during his interviews again with the ghostwriter. Perfect. Perfect. He can't remember where he was bribed. He is the perfect liaison to treason, implementing the Cloward Piven plan of breaking our system, bankrupting the people, and implementing government supremacy. He's perfect. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot, 
excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with them. And that's who traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know. Yeah, that for and a somehow he woke up with his underwear in his mouth. In the meantime, he gets away with treason. And with the special counsel's office, uh, it also talks about how President Biden could present himself to a jury as a, quote, sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man uh, with a poor memory. Now, I don't... I think that explains virtually everything he's done since he stole the most important office. It certainly would explain the border, wouldn't it? What else could the president do um, given that Congress isn't going to do it? No, I understand the question. What I want to say more broadly, there's not a executive action that actually could have done or implemented in an effective way with that bipartisan agreement. Really? There's not one? There's not one? Maybe there's two. I just signed two executive orders that will save thousands of lives, millions of jobs, and billions and billions of dollars. And the minute the office was stolen, the election was stolen, not only did they plan this coup d'etat of so-called January 6th, you know, the insurrection that really wasn't an insurrection, but we ran the welfare rolls through the roof, and that's how you keep Democrats in power. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about it because this concept does not surprise me, guys. The concept of giving children money gain at the federal level, I mean, is not anything that we're not used to, right? And well, it is in this country, honey. But uh, then again, if you're a Marxist or a communist or a downright pretend socialist, I guess this isn't. Wait till you hear what's in the new proposal, Squirrel. In fact, you missed out on a lot of money. You could have at least, I don't know, thirty, forty thousand by now. No, it's not about the child tax credit. But remember last year in February of 2023, we had uh, Senator Cory Booker and Ayanna Presley. They had introduced the Ball, American Jerry. Opportunities Ball. Accounts Act. Now, under this act, it would fund or give $1,000 a savings account for every child in America. $1,000 savings account for every kid that's born. That's not all. And they wanted to do this every year where each account would receive up to an additional $2,000 deposit, depending on that family's income. Now, the bill, it was referred to the Committee on Finance, but it has yet to pass through the Senate. But this was kind of like the foundation. Just change it. The USSA. This is Soviet stuff that the Russians dreamt of before they pretended to be two different countries that hated each other. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Good news for Nikki Haley. Reed Hoffman hasn't run out of money yet. This dummy's still pretending to run. Ballots are going out in the mail. Maybe, maybe she could just run for the Democrat uh, 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 presidency. This week in California's presidential primary election. This week, Nikki Haley is in California to raise nearly a million bucks and stump for votes with several rallies. Just know, I'm not going anywhere. Nikki Haley campaigns in Hollywood. The former South Carolina... How many people showed up to uh, see Nikki Haley in Hollywood? Six. Governor and U.N. ambassador is the last woman standing trying to defeat her old boss, Donald Trump, for the Republican president. Now, now, see, I don't think she is the last woman standing. 
Ukraine. Uh, so I don't see why Putin wouldn't give him an interview, because through him, he can, you know, continue to lie about what his, you know, objectives are in Ukraine and, and uh, you know, what he expects to see happen. It's really quite sad that not just somebody like Tucker Carlson, who has, as I said, been fired so many times because he seems unable to, you know, correlate his uh, reporting with the truth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To hear Hillary Clinton even say the word truth, I find hysterical. But the reality is, how did Hillary Clinton even attain the position she so-called has as an elder statesman? I mean, what election did she, I mean, she won California. That's it. Everything she did is through her relationship with the organized crime, calling itself the Democrat Party. And the Democrat Party has a propaganda wing, calling itself the media. And what they don't want you to have is the perspective of exactly what is going on. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right. See, now you'll have to forgive me, squirrel. I'm old enough to remember when my government told me what a great guy Putin was. He's great. I never believed that. But then again, I never really supported the Bushes. Let me tell you the story. Uh, We're Condi and I are in a room in Slovenia. Thankfully, they didn't ask me to identify where it was when I was running in 2000. That's a, but I, I See, it's funny because he's stupid, too. Get it, squirrel? I don't know where it is, and it's a fabulous country, by the way. It's really one of the most beautiful countries on, the, on earth. Uh, I'm meeting with Putin for the first time in uh, 2001, and uh, he's talking to me about Soviet-era debt saddling the Russian Federation. And after about five minutes of listening to him talking about the debt, I said, is it true your mother gave you a cross that she had blessed in Jerusalem? I had read uh, about the cross and his mother in a CIA briefing. By the way, you know who bought all of this? All the never Trumpers today. All the never Trumpers who loved George W. Bush. They were the biggest cheerleaders back then for Root and Tootin' Putin. When I used to call him an ex-KGB, who you had to keep your eye on. But back then, they loved him, just like George W. Bush did. After all, he had a cross. And the reason I asked him that is I wanted to learn more about the person. I was interested in Soviet era debt, but I needed to know the type of person I was dealing with. And uh, he then starts describing his mom and the cross. And he tells an interesting story about how he had hung the cross on a dacha. The dacha burnt down. And he told the workman, the only thing I really want you to find is the cross. And then he explained the workman's hand opening with the cross. And his countenance changed. And the atmosphere in the room changed. Uh, he said, it was as if it was meant to be. And I said, that's the story of the cross. And so when I was asked... And that's it. And you know something else Rootin' Tootin' Putin never did? He never got caught stealing hundreds of millions, dare I say a billion dollars. From Americans, the way Zelensky has. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by Fascinating. an American... All the Democrats have to do is wrap a flag around corruption. Next thing you know, they're in office forever. We'll be back.
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Mises.org is an absolutely wonderful outlet where you can read from people who understand and specialize in the philosophy that made us the youngest and the richest country. See, it's not a philosophy of government supremacy or some sort of scheme that works on the back of force and slavery. It's about property rights and the Enlightenment. That's really what we're talking about when we talk about American economics, what made us the youngest and the richest. My next guest was an associate professor of economics and finance at Bryan University. You can find him often in Mises.org, where he still writes, where he taught on macroeconomics and quantitative economics. He now focuses on the failings of government supremacy, which is kind of easy for this guy because he is Dr. Jonathan Newman. Thank you for joining me. How are you? Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. You know, this is something, um, your writing has always impressed me, really, it has. But this idea that we still tolerate this organization called the Federal Reserve, which isn't federal, it's really not much of a reserve, but what it is, is running cover and profiting from not just the backs of American people, but it's covering up on policies that are destroying the quality of life for the future of American citizens. And how does it still exist, in your opinion? Is it just that people are afraid to discuss it? I think that's a part of it. I think uh, people are, aren't just afraid, but I think it's confusing for them. So the, the Fed, they wrap themselves up with this air of sophistication where, and, they, and they stand in front of the United States flag when they're doing their press conferences. So they have this sort of air of authority and sophistication when they're talking about their, their slight interest rate adjustments. And so I think when they start when they start talking about you know risk to the financial system and liquidity and all of these sorts of things, I think people's uh, eyes sort of just sort of gloss over and, and they don't really understand what's going on. Uh, the funny thing about it is I'm not really sure that the people at the Fed have much of an idea of what's no. going on. No, and you could see it in their eyes. You know, it's funny. I blame you guys, too, because, first of all, you're all brilliant, and then you're a doctor, and I know you've got the sports coat with the elbow patches on. But uh, you call quantitative <laughs> economics what we used to call on the trading floor speculation. And I think the fact that most people are afraid to ask simple questions of why, because when you really tear apart the premise of what your expertise is in, it is simply property rights. And somehow people have become afraid to examine these financial schemes of government supremacy, which really amount to money laundering and kickbacks. That's how I see all government policy. It is void of any real regulation or void of any principles. Because after all, when you look at the policies that our government has been kicking out for generations, they're all financial schemes and cover-ups, aren't they? Yeah, you're right. And I I just want to add that the, the quantitative economics class that you're referring to the full title of it is Quantitative Economics, Its Uses and Limitations. And so one wow. of the great hallmarks of the, of the Austrian School of Economics is that we understand that there's, there's only so much that you can do with data. Statistics can be twisted. They can be tortured to, to tell any sort of story that you want. And you see that in all of the top econ journals, and you see it in financial uh, journalism. 
you see it everywhere where people are are using the data to tell the story that they want to. And of course, the the main idea of the Austrian School of Economics, which is championed by the Mises Institute, is that no, we can't we can't rely 100% on data. We can't trust the government statistics. At the end of the day, the economy is full of choosing acting individuals, which means that you can't boil it down to a math equation. What's fascinating to me is the way in which not only has language been bastardized, the economic principles been bastardized, but we have an admission that I think is amazing. I've never heard anything like it. And I say this to you because I am uh, really the son that was raised by a hairdresser who worked in her father's auto parts store and rarely made a check. So I understand what it's like to be a struggling American where every dollar matters, okay? And when you see the Federal Reserve come out and admit the only way they can get a handle on massive price increases is if we bankrupt a very large percentage of the, of the nation so that they cannot buy things. That is, in a nutshell, Jerome Powell's policy of how he plans to, to control the economic failings of this administration. Is it not? I think you're absolutely right. What the Federal Reserve is fundamentally is a money printing machine. They inject money into the economy, and when they do that, they decrease everyone's purchasing power. They cause resources to flow from the private sector, from hardworking Americans, to D.C., to the banking system. And so it's a big, it's a big redistribution scheme is all it is. And, it, they, of course, uh, this ramps up during crises, which they caused themselves in the first place. And so they, they always have this sort of cover. Oh, we need to intervene. We need to save the banking system. We need to bail out these banks so that it doesn't turn into an even bigger crisis. And if you look throughout history, what that, what that means is that we just have this ever-growing uh, monster. We have, we have this huge leviathan of a central bank and, and, a, and a government as well that's funding it. Uh, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It has to end. There is no even talk of changing the trajectory, let alone addressing the issue. We're technically bankrupt. This is a fascinating reality to me. If you look at our GDP, and if you look, the problem with even looking at it is there's no way to really unwind how much of that so-called GDP only exists because of debt posing as government spending. I mean, I think it could be 60% 60% of our GDP is a direct result and descendant of government spending. So you can't ever really pay it down, can't ever address it. So we're just going to have this, this facade of a republic where we run these idiots and call them politicians and pretend that they have schemes. The reality is we broke the principles in the beginning of allowing this government to massively increase debt to an insurmountable amount. I mean, we, you could chase it back to Bush, but I think you could go further. We broke the principles of actual money, haven't we? I, I think you're right. And you can see that throughout American history as well. So you could go back to FDR and the way he confiscated gold and he redefined what the dollar is in terms of a weight of gold. You could go back to Nixon in 1971, where he, he totally altered what the dollar is. And he had to you know cancel his promises that, that the U.S. had made to uh, other countries around the world. So whatever, whatever, whenever there's a crisis that occurs and it has something to do with, oh, we, we need to do something to change the dollar, that's what the government does. And the Fed is, is there to help them out. And so I think we can sort of extrapolate. You can think about where this is heading. And I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that where it's heading is we'll have a central bank digital currency. That's going to be the next big 
redefinition of what the dollar is. And they'll do it so that they can paper over losses. They can protect the financial system. They can continue to extract resources from the private economy for the government. And in the process, they get everybody's information. They get total financial control over every single U.S. citizen. And the other thing that you do to cover up this fraud of our economy is war. And I cannot help but notice every country we're having a conflict with outside of the 7th century barbarians who dress like yard gnomes and pretend that they're going to go to Allah and the rest of it. The other <laughs> conflicts are because those countries have been talking for the last 17 years about the bastardized dollar and they wanted to reject their forced participation in the fraud by using it as a world currency. Is that not also the case? I, I think you're right. I think uh, what we'll see in the next uh, decade or maybe even a shorter time span is I think we're going to see a declining foreign demand for our debt uh, simply because people are, are sick of, of the U.S. trying to be the policeman of the world and, and, and try to uh, make everybody use the, the U.S. dollar. I, I think what we've seen over the past few years is is – is a trajectory that's going in that direction. And if we're, why is it that the, so many Americans are comfortable forcing the world to use our currency? Is it just because they were born into an ignorance and an entitlement and don't have an understanding of how our government actually broke the Bretton Woods agreement we made after World War II? I mean, when you really look at it, we're the liars. We're the frauds. I, we're the ones who double-crossed everybody, aren't we? I, I think there's an element of truth to that. And I, I think we turn a blind eye to those sorts of things because, I mean, we get these, we get these cheap goods from China. We get, we get lots and lots of, uh, of imports from other countries. And, and so we get to, we get to export uh, our inflation around the world. And, and so the, the cost of the inflation and, and the decrease of the purchasing power of the dollar is spread around the entire world. And we get, we get a trickle of benefits. And so we sort of had this sort of short-sightedness where we see these, you know, quick little gains, these these small little benefits, and so we turn a blind eye to the to the overall big picture, which is a a huge government, a huge amount of debt, and a a central banking system that is is not sustainable. Help me understand this because I have been unable to. When I first learned of the principles of Americanism call it the capitalism. When I first learned of it, I, I was comfortable in it because I was young and I was idealistic. But one thing I've never been able to figure out, I also get the ideology of let's introduce this concept to slaves in communist countries so that they can overthrow their own government. And that's why I supported in the late 70s as I was learning things in the 80s, uh, the idea that we could go through Hong Kong to introduce the benefits of property rights to the communist Chinese and allow Hong Kong to become very successful. And they would in turn force the breakup of a communist party, which is in direct conflict with every principle of America in the terms of individual property rights. Yet that not only didn't happen, Hong Kong went away without a whisper. Nobody even talked about it. And at the time, Trump was in office. So at a certain point, you have to realize that we don't really have presidents that can do anything. The bureaucracy, the Leviathan you were discussing, the Federal Reserve, they're really running our foreign policy in the show. And the only way they could exist with the Chinese Communist Party is because the Communist Party is in on the fraud, right? 
I think the best way for us to bring about freedom around the world, if that's something that we're interested in, is to lead by example. And you don't lead by example by installing all sorts of uh, the elements of the Communist Manifesto. You don't lead by example by having a Department of Education, by having a central bank, by having this huge government that's involved in every single aspect of everyone's lives. So how, how, how can we claim to be the ones who can bring freedom ar- around the world if we don't even have that sort of freedom here in the United States? You know, so many times uh, words are said enough where people start repeating them. And one of my favorite stories that I always like is uh, Joe Kennedy, who was a real scoundrel and scumbag lowlife. But they asked him how he did during the crash. And he said, oh, I was out long before because the guy shining my shoes was talking about how bullish he was in the stock market. So when you see what's happening today, right, and you see the stock market skyrocketing, Earnings are 30 times their, their, their valuation, uh, or, I mean, the valuation of the price, stock price is 30 times earnings. I mean, it's unprecedented. It's never been bigger. Not 2000, not 2008, not 87. Um, how does it end? Or, or is the reason the stock market is up is because it's a mere reflection of the weakness in our very currency that buys the currency of the companies? How do you explain the stock market? I think it's it's all artificially stimulated. I, I think uh, your observation about the 30x earnings is act, is exactly right, and it, it's totally unprecedented. And so, the, I, I mean, you can't explain that by saying that we've become 30 times more uh, productive, or that the U.S. economy and what we're manufacturing and what we're producing is that much more productive. It seems it seems like it's just a direct correlation with with what the Fed is doing and what people expect the Fed to do. So there's no such thing as economic fundamentals anymore in the stock market, especially everybody is just sort of everybody's just watching the Fed. Everybody is just waiting on interest rates to come down. Everybody is just waiting on this this little glimmer of hope. And what they're hoping for is just for the money spigots to be turned on and pointed in their direction. And 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 the reality is through through the fact that people cooperated with the lie. And people felt that the country was successful and they were okay to bankrupt themselves. Those are the people that will feel it the hardest. Because, you know, when I look at your article in Mises.org and you point out the fact that uh, credit card delinquency has doubled in two years, that's, that's, that's unbelievable. In two years, credit card delinquency has doubled. When you look at regional banks and how their stock prices have fallen, when you look at the, the arms that are up in commercial real estate, I mean, we almost need a war to distract us from the fact we're going to be in a depression, not a recession. I mean, they changed the definition of, of it all, so I don't know what we'll call it, but it'll be bad, right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's a great observation. Uh, and that's one of the great things that the Austrian school offers is, is this insight that monetary policy has real effects, it, meaning that it's not the case that if you increase the money supply that there's this proportionate level rise in all prices and incomes and wages across the economy. No, what happens is some people's incomes rise first. The new money is spent at a particular point. So some people get to spend the new money first. They get to increase their demand for goods and services. Those people's incomes increase and so on. And so it sort of ripples through the economy. And on the outskirts of this whole process are the people that you mentioned. It's the poor, it's the working class, the people on fixed incomes, they're the ones who have to start to pay these higher prices before their incomes rise, if they even rise at all. Philosophically, I love the fact that um, 
there should be an alternative for Americans to to hedge themselves out of a dollar. So when I learned recently that Bitcoin, which philosophically I get, I understand there's some hiccups in the way you use it, but I think it has a tremendously bright future if the government doesn't crush it. But did you enjoy finding out it wasn't some Chinese overlord Bond villain who lived in a water mansion he built under the ocean, just some English guy who liked jaguars and fast women? I, I, I love that uh, Bitcoin came on the scene. I, I'm a fan of anything that comes on the scene that challenges the Federal Reserve and the, and the U.S. dollar dominance uh, yeah. because, because the U.S. has this sort of monopoly. So whether it's gold, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's other foreign currencies, anything that comes on the scene that challenges this, this monolith, this leviathan, I'm, I'm a cheerleader for it. It's funny. I think the reason we started this, all of this nonsense with Russia and I mean this. I think it's if you look at the Russian principles of taxation, they have a flat tax of 13%. If you look at the way in which the, the prosperity was built, and you look, granted, I don't like what they did with the oligarchs and the KGB who were in control of the oil, you know, kind of like Ukraine, only not as obvious. I, 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 <laughs> do you think maybe that uh, the, the American people don't understand how governments are supposed to run if they really want the people to prosper rather than governments to prosper? And that's why no politicians ever mention the dreaded flat tax, which is the only real tax any country built in property rights should have, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you're onto something there. I, I think uh, Americans are just too distracted. So we have yeah. all this entertainment in front of us, not only entertainment, yeah. but we're also distracted by the stimulus checks that come whenever there's a big crisis. So we, we get distracted by the headlines. We get distracted by all of these things. And we never ask those those deeper philosophical questions that you're talking about, which is where does economic growth come from? Where did our prosperity come from? Why why is this country better off compared to other countries? And so if we stop asking those sorts of questions and and replace it with just you know holding our hand out uh, for a government check, then then we start to become complacent. It's like we're okay with uh, big government. We're okay with lots of debt. We're okay with the government getting involved in all sorts of things simply because. We've stopped asking those important questions. Well, Dr. Newman, if a uh, nuclear suitcase doesn't go off in the next couple of months and we're not all walking around like the Book of Eli, I'd love to have you back. Hey, that would be great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thanks for writing in Mises.org, where I always keep an eye out for you. I really do love your writings. Thank you. When I get back, we'll take your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. The cream puff is the only guy on the line who wants to talk about money. What the hell do you know about money? Your mystical, magical pension. I want to know how to save money on a beef sandwich, I'll ask you. Uh, I can't wait to, to go through the... Tucker-Putin interview. And I love the, I love it, right out in front of you. Hillary frackin' Clinton, scallywag thief, her entire miserable career that we know about. I mean, I understand we don't talk about Whitewater anymore, but this rat is the one that did uh, uh, Uranium One. She okayed the deal to Putin. Now she doesn't like him. They don't want you to have the information. And anything these Hillary Clinton, Duchess of Chaffington, rash-infested Democrats or the never-Trumpers think, I think the opposite. What do you think of that, Squirrel? All right, let's see what... All right, Crane Puff, how are you going to enlighten me on money? 
Imagine this. First of all, the uh, Grand Ole Party of Michigan is broke. I guess they can't get a Super 8 uh, hotel room without a co-signer. They all move. The you other, see that Dearborn, Michigan, they a snack bar and all that? The IRS has collected almost a half a trillion dollars from errant people who have to brown bag at the work. Not a Democrat. For married millionaires in the United States, they collected a half a billion so far. So think of it. At that rate, what are we, What are we? 34 trillion and a half? So if they really get the work out, they could probably get it done in about 20 years. They could probably All right, so let me ask you a question. You've been around the short of the pants, paste the ass Irishman for a long time. You've been kissing their ass for promotions and whatnot. What do you think What do you think a law partner at the office of Dewey Cheatham and Howe, Madigan's law office, what do you think one of his partners is worth? Well, God, it's got to be... Uh, $100 million? It, 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 it was, it's got to be Leslie Kushner from Southern Just follow the bouncing ball. I, I, we'll talk about the Democrat Kushner and his father later. I'm talking about the that Irish ass you got a taste for when you were kissing it when you worked in the street department. I'm talking about Ed Burke's law partners. What do you think they're worth? Seventy million. Well, you know, million? He, 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 but you know, they, they made a big decision. That Irish enough. The, the real Irish don't get caught. So let me ask you a question. What do you think? What do you think when you talk about IRS? What do you think Ed Burke paid in taxes or Mike Madigan? Yeah, exactly. They took the money over to Dublin. Mike Madigan had his castle built with the real low countertops so he could feel like a man. You're not fooling anybody, scallywag, short in the pants gangsters. 312-642-5600. The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Kabas kalbasit sola kalbasior papoyz goli. I wonder how many of our weapons the Russians bought from the Ukrainian black market arms dealers. Boy, that's going to be interesting. Does he get him to talk about that or just the collapse of our dollar? The leadership decided to use the U.S. dollar as a tool of political struggle. A blow was dealt to this American power. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. Look at what is going on in the world. Even the United States allies are now downsizing their dollar reserves. Seeing this, everyone starts looking for ways to protect themselves. But the fact that the United States applies restrictive measures to certain countries, such as placing restrictions on transactions, freezing assets, etc., causes great concern and sends a signal to the whole world. Do you even realize what is going on or not? Does anyone in the United States realize this? What are you doing? You are cutting yourself off. All experts say this. Ask any intelligent and thinking person in the United States what the dollar means for the U.S. You are killing it with your own hands. Boy, oh boy, that sounds like it could come out of Mises, doesn't it? In the meantime, there's always, I don't know, another pandemic to get us to shut up. I just hope that this time we're not stupid enough to believe that Big Pharma, who created the pandemic, also has the cure. A warm welcome to this talk Wednesday, the 7th of February. Now, I'm becoming convinced we're dealing with a completely new disease. Let me show you what I mean here. And we've got detailed videos coming up on this shortly. Now, let me just show you this picture here. Now, these are the white clots, for want of a better term, that are being taken out by embalmers during post-mortem. They're white, sort of rubbery clots. 
Now, Dr. Ryan Cole, um, I believe, has done an analysis of these, and he's found out that they're made of uh, fibrin, which is a blood clotting uh, protein, uh, platelets, which are the normal thrombocytes in the blood, and uh, an, an abnormal protein called amyloid protein. And these are being washed out at post-mortem. And um, I've been co- I'm just convinced of this now because I've seen so many pictures of these. And you can see here that they seem to be branching in exactly the same way that the vascular tree would branch, the, the, the light branches. So I think these are casts. And these are coming out from arteries in embalming, and they're coming out from... Uh, veins in embalming as well now is that a conspiracy theory when it's reported by dr john campbell and it's addressed by the british government is it is it a, is it a conspiracy theory or is it uh, evidence that the vaccine may be responsible for more deaths than the actual virus that was created at the wuhan lab funded by dr fauci now, the data I'm going to present uh, from, from Mr. Uh, Thomas uh, Haviland, Majors Haviland, who's uh, examined this, that'll be in the next video. But what he found was in 2023, embalmers reported that 20% of corpses were showing these things. 20%? 20% seems like a lot, huh, Squirrel? Cents, a fifth. In 2022, it had been 30%. In 2021, there'd been some, quite a lot, but we don't have a figure on that. In 2020, um, before any rollouts of things, um, there was very few cases. But, of course, we did have a pandemic then. Um, with, I wonder uh, if they could charge Biden with, oh, he's unfit to stand trial. That's convenient. Um, these are the white clots in a tube. And we'll see some more live on the video that we look at with Major Haviland. Uh, in the His next- name is Dr. John Campbell. I highly recommend you go look at that information. And I, I recommend you look at everything especially the Tucker Carlson interview, because the Democrat mafia and their propaganda machine calling itself American media, they don't want you to know about it. They never wanted you to hear the other information. They never advocated for diplomacy. What did they advocate for? A money laundering scheme to what we know is a country so corrupted, it did exactly what Joe Biden wanted it to do. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the... 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, nah. I said, no, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. Admitting that he was a crook before he ever stole the 2020 election. Boy, I just wonder if we're going to get stuck with Newsom or some other Democrat thief. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.